America for 300 years has been the land of promise for the rest of the world. The land of new frontiers, new opportunities. Yeah, we stand here to get up. Clicking sounds, sounds that reveal the presence of radioactive rays. The instrument, a Geiger counter, is converting radioactivity into sounds we can hear. Good evening and welcome to Tank Riot. I am Sputnik. With me as always is, of course, Victor. Hello. And Tor. Hey there. We're bringing this one to you, which is episode 105 on Think Tanks from tropical Madison, Wisconsin, which right now is about as cold as I remember it for quite a while. Well, the blizzard was was a pretty eventful one. And I, yes. think, I, I hope you guys missed work. I definitely missed work. And well, they didn't yes. shovel my place until... They didn't plow my drive until one in the afternoon, so I wasn't going anywhere. You had to take it as like vacation yeah. day, yeah. Which, which blew because it's like what? Okay, so you couldn't have your fucking furlough day? Yeah. No, Scott Walker, douchebag governor. <laughs> no, let's punish the state workers at every possible turn. But that was the state of the state address. I did see yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was, let's punish them. <laughs> I was yeah. feeling particularly mean at the, yeah. Made yeah. myself watch it. Oh, that was harsh. <laughs> It was well. There was it was about as bad as the um, uh, State of the Union address, where they made him sit, you know, like boy, girl, boy, girl, yeah. you know, so so you know to show the oh, unity. Yeah. So like, if somebody started screaming liar, then you know <laughs> someone else could grab him and headlock. You know, it actually Security. worked though. The Republicans were one, much better behaved. They were, yeah. Well, because I, they realized that they pretty much own the universe now. So right, but you have to really. Republicans are like children, and you have to treat them as such. That's right. They need discipline. <laughs> Don't let them run wild. They can. Democrats are like a cat lady. <laughs> yeah, just, pretty much. They just yeah. wring their hands and worry. <laughs> Who knows what they're doing? I'm so concerned. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, I recently saw the sort of the cat lady uh, version of The Office episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, I know the one you mean. Where Angela has her cat cam. Oh, classic (laughs) (laughs) have you seen the science channel uh show an idiot abroad it's uh ricky gervais oh i haven't seen it Uh, speaking in the office i mean the original office the british office ricky gervais he also hosted the golden globes yeah which was awesome because he just he puts bombs out there that everyone's like i was offended I didn't care for it. It wasn't that bad, really. <laughs> what do you no. expect? He's a scathing comedian. What else yeah. is he going to do? This is what he does. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> do you realize who you invited to host your event? You know, yeah. first off, the whole thing about, you know, c- celebrities anyways are in just this pampered little naval contemplating universe. Right. They have this whole season, which is nothing but, you know, I love, what I love about you you're is you're great. just you. I think you're great. You know, so so someone rips him a little and they're just be like, nominated. Ah, yeah. I can't take it. <laughs> so, that was great. It was. The, the whole thing is that this show, An Idiot Abroad, is uh, Ricky Gervais actually does a podcast mm-hmm. with two of his friends. And his one friend, this guy, he says, well, he describes him as a rather round-headed, ape-like person who's Pretty... really, I don't know what the politically correct term is, but I think he's a moron. M-O-O-N, <laughs> that spells moon. <laughs> so they just keep sending him to all these different places around the world. So he's like from Middle England. They they send him to India and China and Saudi Arabia, and he just is like horrified at everything he sees. It's kind of it's sort of painful to watch, but it's kind of funny in a certain way too. So 
Uh, that and uh, there was some uh, some other shows that recently came on TV that are just horrifying, like Sons of Guns. I haven't seen that one. It's on the Discovery yeah. Channel. Discover that the Discovery Channel doesn't really do <laughs> anything that you want to discover. It's on a bit of a bender. It's like the Learning Channel. It's like, <laughs> yeah. learn that this is a freak show. <laughs> yeah, they've gone around the bend. <laughs> yeah, ever since The Secret Life of Machines went off the air. I don't know. I know. It yeah. blows. I mean, yeah. I pretty much watch uh, How Do They Do It? Or how do they make that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, this week, <laughs> pens, machine guns. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Mr. Rogers for grownups. <laughs> it kind of really is. Yeah. And I still like those sections of Mr. Rogers. I can get sucked into that every now and then. <laughs> I want to know how crayons are made again. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I was watching something really great the other day, and it was the Packers winning Packers! the Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, that was, you know, oh, yes. whether you like American football, whether you like the Packers, doesn't matter. That was a great football. Yeah. That was a fantastic. That was a nail biter to the finish. Rock. Oh, my God. There was so many things. There were so many injuries on the pack side. I kept thinking, oh, but it, it reminded yeah. me of the 1975 rollerball when they're playing the final game and the lights keep going out because the players keep getting killed. You know, the, oh, damn it! Yeah. Well, when Donald Driver left the game, that, I know. Was, that was heartbreaking. But I at least yeah. he gets a ring. So oh, and Woodson, yeah. Woodson, Iron Man of the century. But it, yeah. Yeah, it comes down to the last drive and we still could have lost the game. No shit. That was, a, that was crazy. It was a tough well, one, but... The thing about mm-hmm. but we got it, man. I love winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I can't believe it. I just, I still can't. We've been getting a lot of emails about it, and I, I think, yes, oh yeah, we're definitely very happy. Thank you for oh, your support. Yeah. Lombardi Trophy comes back <laughs> to Title Town. Come exactly. on, and you also got to think that somewhere Brett Favre threw his remote at the TV oh, no, and got intercepted. Yeah. <laughs> and Brett, go on. Just in case you yeah. haven't figured this out, sure you won a Super Bowl, but you know what? Unlike Aaron Rodgers, you are not an MVP. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing the dog probably. Just Jumped up and got yeah, it. Yeah. Intercepted him. <laughs> Sorry, that's the joke grenade there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brett, Brett's throwing the bricks again. And I, I, I uh, did hear that Ben Roethlisberger was crying quite a lot in the good locker for him. room. So he's oh. pretty upset that he didn't win another Super Bowl. You know, but what was weird is, yeah. is that, okay, I'll give him points for the fact that they put this big canoe shoe on him and all this metal and they taped him up, but then he kept trying to run the ball. Yeah, I know. It was yeah. like, really? <laughs> this is like watching the old prospector going down the He pit. got away with it a few times. <laughs> he did. He actually did. I think yeah. people were so amazed. They kept like, really? I really think but the Super I, Bowl, this, this couldn't have happened to a, a nicer guy like Aaron Rodgers. The Aaron MVP. Rodgers, oh, yeah. I mean, he's now got you know Brett Favre isn't an MVP of the Super Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good accomplishment. No, yeah. that's what I was just he's saying. He's a great is that, player. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Brett, just you great. you didn't get MVP, so yep. yeah. suck on it. <laughs> yeah, Brett, 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 uh, Brett won a Super Bowl for us, so you know, good for just him. But him, uh, you know, Brett, but, Brett, could but then have he been, played for the Vikings. So, yeah. Brett could have been like year. Bart Starr. He could have been a fucking legend, you know. But oh no. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all about the ego. It's all about the arrogance. You Let, know what? Eat me. Let's yeah, give if, him a year of retirement, and then eventually he'll come he back retires. to the fold. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm waiting until I don't know. a month I don't know. into yeah. the season. I'm not sure. I mean, you play for the Jets. You play for the Vikings. I'm thinking pretty much you blow. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah, but Brett had a lot of chances to you know to get back and get another ring, and you know <laughs> it wasn't always his fault. But you know, no. Oh my gosh, could have been better. This was the worst. The worst year ever. I mean, with you think of the Metrodome yeah. and the snow collapse. Yeah. And oh. Not yeah. even playing at their home field, and then 
Yeah, and then he doesn't. He gets injured, and and he loses his consecutive starts, you know, there's, record at that point, and then doesn't even get to play the end of his season. This is, yeah, this was a bad the, the, season for Brett. There's two things I want. I want the NFL Films documentary of the Green Bay Packers and their trip, <laughs> you know, their the the route to the Super Bowl and the all complimentary those, football yeah. phone. <laughs> yeah, all those great things. And two, I want the uh, 2010 uh, NFL Films about the Minnesota Vikings and how they completely fell apart and they had I, to oh. play in different stadiums and I think they coaches combine had the two. Get, were fired and combine yeah. the two. Meanwhile, yeah. in Minnesota, exactly. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, really yeah. Would. <laughs> <laughs> and this was disastrous for the Bears too. The way that we we defeated oh, them yeah. and yeah. got into the playoff games anyway. The Bears yeah. are right back into a quarterback controversy. Yeah, there, there are people quite upset with Jay Cutler. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I, I would I would say he, he was, may not deserve it. But I don't then think again, he deserves it. Uh, yeah, but, I'm, but I'm I don't not, care. I'm not sad <laughs> about that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Eat it, oh, Jay. Wait. Maybe I should <laughs> right. just throw some gas on that fire. But, he deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Actually, you, Jay. You, you know that my point is though that there is now a controversy. He may or may not have deserved right. the stuff he got, but there is now a controversy in Chicago. So right. wh- how they play out is hard to say. But isn't there always a controversy in Chicago, of one kind or another? But, I mean, well, usually centered around the quarterback. They've got multi-million or the mayor. Dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the governor. Or the governor. <laughs> Except when they had Jim McMahon, they pretty much like Jim McMahon. But every other quarterback has been right. A right. controversy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, and uh, also, I would have to say that this year the commercials were, by and large, pretty disappointing. There were a lot of misfires. There were a lot of people really upset at the Groupon ad, which had the me Groupon laughing. Ad. The Timothy Hutton. Oh, with the, the Groupon ad to Tibet. Me, no, actually, I was pretty offended by that. I, I mean, laughed. Was that I the Tibet that was, one? Yeah, that was the Tibet one. And I thought that was weird. It's like, okay, all these bad things are happening in Tibet, but. They still make a great fish curry. Don't worry about that because you can like eat Tibetan food here. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I just saw the absolute humor of that ad. And maybe Adolf Hitler killed six million Jews, but they're still making (laughs) great corned beef. I like that one. I also, you know, the halftime show, I had to tweet that I really thought that. You know, Jorel had sentenced the Black Eyed Peas to the Phantom Zone. You know, oh, they looked really weird. They were just and silly, silly, and Slash coming out of the ground. And, I know, and yeah. them doing karaoke with, with Slash, Slash and did Usher. You and join yeah, the Black Eyed Peas. It was yeah, like someone it, had a dream, and it was a bad <laughs> dream after some bad Tibetan food, and that was the halftime show. Could GNR yeah. just like reunite so Slash has a home? <laughs> I mean, it's like for for less than a dollar a day, you could adopt this this Slash. Tor is officially in the I don't like auto tune camp. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was... mean, I'm tired of the auto tune. Hey, I'm okay with auto tune the news and auto tune is a joke, but yeah, not as actual music. No. Yeah. And it uh, doesn't work for me. <laughs> I'm glad to see that careerbuilder.com had a monkeys in the office commercial. They just did it the one yeah. time, but it was great yeah. because the monkeys drove up in a K car and yeah. completely blocked them in. <laughs> that was great. I loved the Chevy truck that kept, you know, saying Timmy's fallen into a well. Mm-hmm. He goes, I didn't even know this town had a volcano. Oh, that yeah. was funny. That was yeah. And of course, you got to admit the, the, the tiny Darth Vader. Yes. Starting that, the Passat. That was I, I, my I thought favorite. Tore that, yeah. that was like almost aimed at you. I thought it that was, was one of your children much. in that outfit. <laughs> that was so cool. I did like the yeah. Captain America commercial for the Captain America movie. I did too. I'm And I'm Much over... better than Thor, but. I, I, Thor looks good to me too, but I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I'm. 
the Thor will, will be fine. I mean, I've, I've been a longtime Thor fan. I, I, just, probably just as long Captain America. I mean, geez, I I watch, I you know read the comic books. Yeah, uh, I watched the old serials. Well, come on, they're not going to jump. They're going to. Yeah. We're going to get Captain America in in World War Two. I know. Against and the, Red the Red Skull, Skull looks great, fantastic, and See, he looks uh, great too. At first, I was kind of pissed that they you know picked the guy that was Johnny Storm on the two Fantastic Four right, movies. Right. But then I, I kept, because, you know, because he's such a smartass. He's got the he, look. He's such a smug smartass, and Captain America's kind of, you know, kind of grim, kind of pretty serious. and Right. But it looks like they're going to follow the formula pretty close, so I'll go. I mean, who am I shitting? I'm a whore. I'm, I'm there. I'm going. Yeah. I'm in the theater. I'm going we'll to Thor. I'm going to Captain America. You I know, mean. the one thing with Thor, though, they should have got Clay Matthews to play Thor. The, I don't like the casting <laughs> of Thor either, but hey. You know, he did totally have that look going on. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of, and of course they had, you know, Palomalu. Palomalu, yeah. <laughs> and his Palomoleculs. It yeah. really was the Super Bowl's the battle of the hair, and then Pittsburgh got all those huge beards. And... There was so I guess, much. I guess dude... Ben shaved his beard after losing the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lost his power. And he's become a cutter. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, Ben, I'm sorry. You get yourself in some uh, sexual misconduct controversy. You yeah. don't You don't deserve a Super Bowl ring. There you go. That, yeah, it Knock works that for shit me. off. Plus, you're playing against the Packers, so yes, you don't deserve a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Packers. You're not going to get it one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was that was a great game. Uh, and, good times. You know, you can't, you can't oh, say yeah. much more. And the fact that, like, people were coming in from Detroit to, like, freeze to death... To be at Lambeau just to wait for you know the players to come back so they could welcome yeah. them. I mean that shows you. Yeah, the, this was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Mrs. Sputnik was actually in Green Bay on Friday. Yeah, uh, for business, mm-hmm. and she said that you know she was in all these different stores, and there was not like one of them that wasn't just green and gold as far as you could see. The clerks were face painting. You know, every kind of jersey you could name. And she was saying, like, okay, and thank you for shopping, uh, Kmart, uh, go pack. (laughs) (laughs) There's big savings in aisle seven, go pack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Viking princess reminded me that I I owe her a hat. She wants a Green Bay Packers hat because they won the Super Bowl. I said, I'm not going to get a hat for the championship win. I'll get you a hat if they win the Super Bowl. And they did. So... (laughs) Awesome. There yeah. you go. Well, even uh, you know, you just go to the local bank here, you know, leading up to the Super oh. Bowl, and they're all in Packer gear, and you <laughs> know, right. and it's like, you know, it's like, okay, I need to do this banking, but hey, what about the Packers? So it's like, you know, you get talking about the Packers, and no doubt, I mean, yeah. it's just... I had to have some work meetings, and and we couldn't yeah. have the meeting until we got the go packs all out of the way. Yeah, and, yeah. I wish we could have like, <laughs> we could have like filmed some of the stuff that that we had seen over the past couple of weeks. Just to put on our website for you to show just how how oh. crazy Scotty Nation yeah. goes. It really oh, is yeah. crazy. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I mean that's awesome though. I love it. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't ask for a better game because, like I say, it was a pants shitter right until the end. Yep. Yeah. A coworker of mine uh, brought in pictures today of they went to see the gigantic snow Packer football helmet, which is I think in <laughs> Sock Prairie or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, I guess these guys watched the game in it. You know, they used it as a bar and everything. You know, they made it out of snow paint. Spray painted it uh, green and gold. 
I, I, it's just, you know, you, you got to do that stuff. My, <laughs> my friends have thrown snow bar parties where you carve the bar out of the snow in the backyard. And you, that is a great you idea. You build I've the bar like a fork, and then you, yeah. you put your bottles of booze in, in it and your glasses in it, and you serve out of the snow bar. That is a great it idea. Is, it is yeah. perfect for this kind of weather, too. We've we never... finally got enough snow. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, and now it's just like yeah. this is a bone chilling, which is so weird because it was like the high today was maybe five degrees, but on the weekend it's going to be 36. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to start to melt so fast. Figure that out. You know, out. it's cold when your car is sounding very different when you, oh, yeah, you turn it over. When you hit your power window and it goes down and it's like, it's like, you know, days later. No. That's not a liquid in there anymore. That's a solid. But yeah, at the tour, tour residence, we have a snow cave now in oh. the front yard because we had such a big snow pile. Very cool. Our snow pile was, uh, I think, about, it was over seven feet high. Nice. Once I got done shoveling the driveway. Uh. <laughs> I blissfully missed the uh, the snow. Our neighbors uh, helped out and got uh, a snowblower. Uh, our neighbor across the street got a new snowblower and was just like, you know, cruising through yeah. everyone's. Yeah, everybody's. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a snowblower, so I, I drag my feet and, and wait a couple hours oh. to get out and shovel just in case someone has a snowblower nearby. <laughs> yeah. and, and we'll just get the sidewalk, uh, you know. Uh, Try to look pathetic while yeah, you're out like, <laughs> Oh, this is so yeah. hard. <laughs> and, then, and then they come by and help. I'm like, oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Sheer, sheer laziness. <laughs> yes. It is an art form. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am looking forward to the Oscars this year, though, because uh, there's there's been a lot of there. I, I think this year there's been a lot of really good movies, and it'd be interesting to see if um, I, I would be really surprised if um, uh, Jeff Bridges won two years in a row, mm-hmm. you know, like Tom Hanks did. I, I mean, both yeah. movies were very solid. I think the girl will win. I think um, so too because she was so good. She was yeah. such a scene sure. But and uh, yeah. and uh, the King's Speech, I think, was an excellent, excellent movie. Yeah, I have yet to see that. That is on my list. I, I think I think you guys would really like that one. And it's just like this whole period of time that you really just didn't know. Very, well, I mean, I certainly didn't know very much about. It. In fact, I always kind of had a pro. I always kind of got my Georges mixed up mm-hmm. in terms of you know. I know there was you know two, there was five, and there were six, and it's like okay, this one covered this period of time, this one covered that, and it you know it was just this whole thing that you didn't realize that this you know poor guy had this incredible speech impediment, ends up being king, and then has to speechify during one of the key moments in British history. And that's just a really great film. I, I really can't say enough about that one. So cool. I'm hoping that one will win. The, the Social Network, you know, I watched it. Okay, whatever. I, I, will, I will say this about Facebook. They were very good in uh, setting up communications in Egypt, you know, Ooh. during its current crisis. And that helped a lot. And between my mother and myself, God. That whole generation got a hold of Facebook, and now I can't get rid of them. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I refuse oh, to participate. It's a good it, good choice. It's the older generation is grabbing <laughs> Facebook big like, time. Like, yeah. I, I was heard, what yeah. it, I don't know where this phrase came from, but it was like, Facebook, stay in touch with the other people in high school or everybody yeah. else in high school. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's my fear. You know, I, I think it was in Saturday Night Live where there's the actor who does the Julian Assange impersonation right. who pointed out, and, and I'm glad they did because I think more people should be paying attention to this, that, you know, Julian Assange is a character who's taking 
corporate information and giving it to you for free so you mm. know what they're up to. And Zuckerberg is taking your private information and giving it to the corporations for a cost. Right. And he's man of the year. Right. Yeah. You know, I just I think that's a double standard in our society that we are even awarding, you know, this billionaire behavior and anti-private it to me it wasn't a very interesting movie it's not an interesting product i don't i mean i'll have to say i don't participate in it It i never will i mean basically i'm the person that was blank reg on the old max headroom show i will be that old punker living in a trailer and and he's true (laughs) this is this is actually true but yeah so uh go to the facebook.com slash tank we shit all over it yeah by all means go to it yeah yeah (laughs) and see more well you know i i i've I've done some facebook and probably the most exciting thing i've done on it is you know after the packers won the super bowl i just went (laughs) all my friends that made positive comments about the packers winning the super bowl i just clicked like yeah like <laughs> you like. may now work at my virtual farm yeah. <laughs> yeah well gentlemen should we attack think tanks literally and metaphorically yes all right yeah uh we had a listener uh write in and say that could you do a podcast on think tanks what are they what influence do they have and so forth and think tanks are really a very good topic because they do have an incredible amount of influence on our culture and society today. Now, furthermore, they were actually the the first idea we had for the Tank Riot podcast is something that we could talk about. Now, it's took 105 episodes for us to get around we to that topic. Right, but, right. But Boomerang back, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... It's the, a long arc. <laughs> it, it's really no secret. I, I think we've said it before, is, is Tank Riot means it's the riot against the think tanks. That's right. That is right very there. right. Mm-hmm. And, so, uh, and we but, will tell you why in more specific terms right. now. But as usual, it, it takes us a while to get around to what we're meaning to say <laughs> in any given show. So this should come as no surprise. <laughs> but first. But first. That's right. 105 episodes later. Yeah, Packers! <laughs> I, I hope that 105 episodes in, there are people who know our format by now. That yeah. Oh, it says they're going to talk about this, but uh, it's 20 minutes. Oh, and they, they haven't even said anything about that. Yeah, is, this, don't, I is, say. is this the right episode? I'm not even yeah. sure what I'm listening to anymore. Maybe they mislabeled it. All right. I call shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the thing about think tanks, and, and I think we have to make this clear, is that do not think of this as conspiracy show number nine, because we're not trying to say this is like the Bilderbergers or whatever. No, this is very real. This is something to, in fact, yeah. be concerned about. This and is how it works. It is yeah. something that's very hard to pay attention to, and your average person, me included, when you're watching a talking head on, I don't know which... 24-hour news network i want to blast but let's go cnn yeah because uh, they're that's a good yeah. one yeah we think they're in the middle but you know you have a talking head on there they're usually a member of a think tank right i mean these are not just the pundit yeah they're yeah. not they're not yeah. generally going to universities and no. you know saying oh i'd love to talk to the head of policy research and you know georgetown university they're finding someone and being connected with a think tank and that person is right. representing the thoughts and ideals of a group of people who specifically have mm. agendas that they've yes shaped that's right that's right <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. uh, the the pundits the special correspondents i mean mm-hmm. you know, however yeah. you want to talk and, about and it. when you hear uh you know the news line and according to a recent study we find that yeah well the recent study is 
probably something just a think tank wrote up. That's right. So yeah. is, this, is this in fact news or is it manufactured in disinformation? Well, I, right. I mean, you yeah. go to Noam Chomsky and you have manufactured consent. You know, you right. have that yeah. ability yes. within the governmental systems to create consent by the belief that things are actually being done in a scientific method. Right. That is not to say, and I'm a huge fan of research and, you know, skepticism, but good science and research there is good science and peer-reviewed research out there yes, that there we can are. go to for topics mm-hmm. of, uh, and, and it does go all the way to international policy and things like mm-hmm. that. But you know, for scientific things, you can generally find. I, I think global warming will probably be the red herring that we're going to refer to a bunch in this conversation because mm-hmm. there are things that uh, there's fake faux research being done on real scientific topics as a way to yeah. target that topic to bring it down and manufacture right. doubt in the minds of the citizenry. So Yeah. And this is this is what's most unique about uh these think tanks. And 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 please uh as we discuss the various types of think tanks and and so forth uh, because there are many. There are yeah. Yeah. thousands and there thousands. There are all kinds. We we many of them here in the United States. <laughs> yeah, and the but they are worldwide. They are worldwide. And yes. And, you, and there's certainly some think tanks that agree with your point of view, that agree with our point of view, and that actually may produce some good research. However, those aren't the ones we're talking about. No. We're talking about the ones That's that That's the are... minority. That's the very small <laughs> yeah. minority. Yeah. The yeah. not-for-profit. Exactly. They do the research first and well, then actually, publish Actually, a lot of findings. them are not-for-profit. Well, but technically. <laughs> technically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll touch on that. All right. <laughs> but, but, you know, they're, they're government-sponsored. The research comes first. Then they publish their findings. Most right. think tanks... Are not that. <laughs> right. They have their findings, and then they make up yeah. research to fit the findings. Here's what I want you to find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm hoping you can find this. Oh, try looking over. No, you're getting colder. You're getting, no, no, you're you're red hot. And here's a check mm. for becoming red hot. Yeah. Some yes. of the things I, yeah, I have read, it just astounds me, the depths and lengths that oh. people will go. Let's go back to the beginning, though. A think tank. The, the term think tank didn't even come about until the 1950s or so. These existed far before that, into right. the uh, 19th century. Right before though. that, th- t- tanks didn't think. <laughs> no, they did not. Uh, a policy. There, uh, it's a think tank or a policy institute, and they were thought of as kind of like uh, a college without students. Right, <laughs> right. You know, just you know, learned people yes. professing, uh, thinking great thoughts, and very deep <laughs> thoughts. Why, why, young man, you have no more, no less brains than any man I knew back in Kansas. <laughs> but you lack one thing they have: a degree. <laughs> Yes, The Wizard of Oz, always a classic. (laughs) But uh, these policy institutes, I mean, let's just do a straight-out dry definition. An organization that conducts research and engages in advocacy in areas such as social policy, political strategy, economy, science, or technology issues, industrial or business policies, or military advice. So they, you know, cover a very wide range of topics. I think... Most people would say, you know, when they think of a think tank, would think of, say, like the Rand Corporation or something like that. Think tanks, the term think tank came along in the Second World War when they were getting all these uh, strategists and so forth, tacticians, and they would put them in one group and they'd say, Mm -hmm. oh, well, they're a tank of thinkers. Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, they don't always think inside a tank. 
They do not. Yeah. There is no, really no tank involved. Yeah. And their offices are quite spacious. Yes, yeah. So, like, the very first uh, think tank was, was in fact, uh, a, an initiative of the Duke of Wellington back in 1831. Oh, Lord Wellington. <laughs> it was the Institute for Defense and Security Studies, which I think is probably... Still around today, wouldn't you think, in one form or another? I think it, no, no I, I believe it is. And uh, there's the other one that there's a little bit of uh, the Fabian Institute. The Fabian Society, yes. Uh, Fabian Society. The, there's some dispute as to which which came first. But, uh, yeah, I think they're both still in existence. Um, the Fabian Society, though, wasn't until, like, 1884. So I would I would definitely have to go with the Duke of Wellington being the yeah. first think tanker. Yeah, I can't wait till we get the emails yeah. from the oh, Fabian Society. The Duke of, yeah, the Fabian Society. Yeah, so. We were here first. Like the Cato Institute, they'll right. take out a full-page ad in the New York Times. Say, yeah. I very much must disagree with Tank Riot now, and statement yeah. that the Duke of Wellington... I, hey, always, I would love it if Tank Riot got a full-page ad, yeah. even if it was yeah, against it. People would be like, what the hell's Tank Riot? Let me Google that. I'm going to look, or Lugle it. Lugle, Lugle. I really wish Cato Kalen would come up with his own Cato Institute. Institute. Yeah. You know, that's what I would do. I live in a pool house for five dollars exactly. a day. The Cato Institute. I've been working for years on this, on a budget of only marijuana. I love those stories about how him and O.J. Simpson would get into their Rolls Royce and go through McDonald's drive up. Oh, I mean, that just—it's like sounds like sort of fun and tragic all at the yeah. same time. Really. Okay, <laughs> so there there were a few think tanks around uh, in the 19th century and early 20th century, but after the 30s and especially, of course, in the Second World War, they just, you know, exploded like cell growth. Yeah, right. and and there's also this there's also this level of think tanks that's I think different than your basic policy institute, and those are the federally funded research and development centers. So the yes. FF. RDCs. So Rand yes. Corporation is an example of that. The Institute for Defense Analyses <laughs> is another one. Well, the Rand Corporation is but, <laughs> research and development, but they also yes, that's right. I mean, that's what it stands for. <laughs> no, no, it was named after Angen Rand. No, I'm. <laughs> well, that actually, could be... I don't know this <laughs> for sure. Throw that. <laughs> I hey, Rand. Don't be out there. I heard that was true. Whoa, I don't true. know. I don't know if this is true or not, but it's my guess that it is. Uh -oh. That Rand Paul was named after Ayn Rand. Yeah, I believe that. I yeah. would to be totally true. believe it's that. It's gotta to be, be true. Yeah. That one's yeah. yeah. That's that's just weird enough. Yeah. Yeah. But well the Rand but the Rand Corporation was the one that um Daniel Ellsberg mm -hmm. worked for. Right. And was one of the you know chief proponents. And of course they had this huge study that was brought about by Robert Strange McNamara. Right. <laughs> and you know, kept saying, you know, Vietnam's winnable. Oh yeah. yeah Just so, ask us, we'll tell you. So uh, yeah. there there you see right there, there's the their you know, defense dollars go into these corporations, these groups, yeah. right, these think tanks to come up with a plan to justify the idea that they want to go forward with. Right. Right. And immediately we you see the disconnect. They come <laughs> right. up with an answer that's not correct. So so basically th these people are spending a lot of money to be reinforced f for the fact that 
you know, mm-hmm. you're, I, I already came to that conclusion. Right. Yeah. I am a goddamn genius. <laughs> it, it, it helps rationalize it does. your existence. It's the rationalization. It's the self-fulfilling you know. prophecy. And then the third aspect is, of course, the one we're talking about, which is manufacturing consent. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because then they, they, they will publish, uh, you know, policy papers that will get, you know, written about in the New York Times and the Wall mm-hmm. Street Journal. And public opinion will sway toward, oh, Vietnam's winnable. I read it in an article in the New York right. Times that well, we could win this uh, Vietnam. Yeah. said this. Yeah. And these guys... Guys, these guys, they know what they're talking about. They're eggheads, every yeah, one of them. Eggheads. <laughs> Alphabet soup it, after their names, I tell you. Yeah, it, it's kind of like, you, you know, when I think, you know, I, I can eat this package of donuts because <laughs> I, I've I've done a lot of work today. I've been really busy. I, I deserve this package of donuts. I you, agree you know? with you, Tor. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and I rationalize it in my head, you know. But the fact of the matter is, it's not good for me. I shouldn't eat them, but I eat them anyway, just like right. I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> is there something you want to tell us, Tor? <laughs> anyway, online confession. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's actually a, an intervention, Tor. Yeah, <laughs> gotta I, stop I, eating those donuts. I've been rationalizing too much junk food, but it's th- hard not to, especially when the weather's like this. Yeah, I mean, really, if you know, it my, can't run yeah. away from me. I'm pretty much putting it in my yeah. mouth. This is keeping me warm. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm building up insulating lard. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Remember that Northern Exposure episode years ago where they were like Gosh. all eating a lot as winter was coming about? Winter was coming. So, you know, give me the double milkshake and 40-ounce uh, steak. I feel like that in Wisconsin sometimes. You <laughs> never know when you're going to get stuck in a snowbank. Did you guys hear about the guy that got stuck in the snowbank yes. for four hours? Um, anyway, he was found. He's okay. The guy who so, got stuck in a, in a car? In, or in just... Janesville. He went out to get his mail uh-huh. and he fell down in the snow and then the snowplow came by. <laughs> And dumped a big load on top of him. That blows. And he stuck his hand up out of the snowbank, but he was stuck. Man, so he sit there. Any for... worse in Janesville? I mean, really? <laughs> he lied there for four hours. Finally, the neighbor lady saw this glove sticking out of the snow, and she got her her neighbor, which is a, a volunteer fireman or or some sort of fireman. And he came out and some dug sort of firefighter. Yeah. And, and he, anyway, he he dug him out, and you know they got him to the hospital to warm up and everything, and he's fine. But Holy cow. And the guy's like, hilarious. I just got to stop getting the mail in snowstorms, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I, Brutal. I can't yeah. wait till the TV movie of the week. Trapped. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, yeah. Will James Franco Bob be playing Sickle. this guy? Because <laughs> he's done about everything else. Uh, I want to watch yeah. that 127 hours. Movie. I, see, I actually I have, do. I do. I first heard that story on the news. I kept thinking... My my first thought was, and I know this doesn't say a lot about my depth of human compassion. But I thought, what a dink! <laughs> you know, it's like you don't have a phone, you don't have a GPS, you don't tell anyone where you're going, and you end up having to hack your damn arm off. Yeah, but if you work with college students or you work with younger people at all in any capacity, yeah, yeah, that's just the immortality of you. <laughs> that's just seem to yeah. be this cause and effect. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no connecting the dots. You just, oh, well, this happened. I can't believe it. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, it's unbelievable sometimes. But you know, did you see him on the Daily Show with the yes. where he got his arm stuck in the mini fridge? The little, that was hilarious. Yeah. James Franco has such a great personable. He's so funny. He he's on Funny or Die. Some of those videos yes. online. You gotta love the guy. Yeah, I do love the guy. Yeah. And I, he makes good choices, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Oscar caliber performance because I haven't seen it yet. But. It's it's not that his performance isn't really good, or maybe even the movie is really mm-hmm. good. It's just that this, I find this story so <laughs> the story is crazy. I mean, it's just like that. Far 
far from a Darwin Award, don't you think? Yes, really? it is. It is. And but the fact that he managed to cut off his own arm and go to safety after 127 hours of being trapped in a canyon, you know, I mean, it's yeah, but, a, yeah, but can't a fucking possum do that? Yeah, but you know what? I don't know that I would do that. I'd be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm good. I think I'll just I mean, call it quits here. It's a special skill. <laughs> yeah. It's not a special skill. It's a, ooh. <laughs> I think they deserve an award for, oh, you actually had to do that? Here's oh, some that pie. Yeah. Here's some, <laughs> some pie. Maybe some donuts or I something. I mean, bars. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way to rationalize some donuts. So, Tor, yeah. next time you get your arm stuck in a snowbank and I have to cut it off. I know what you mean, though, Tor. donuts. There's always stuff that's coming up that's saying, research has found that if you drink two but not three bottles of red wine a day it actually helps it assists <laughs> yeah. in heart health <laughs> really really yeah let's <laughs> test that theory <laughs> research has also found that breast cancer in women can be drastically reduced by cracking your knuckles on a daily basis you know they always come out with this shit and then you never hear about it again and it's like okay yeah but that's just that's the tank uh uh, you know the think tank thing is uh you really got to look where the research comes from it, right was it a rational study was it a study done by the manufacturer of the drug that is supported in this research mm -hmm. or was it by some think tank that uh has an agenda because they're funded well, by yeah. some capitalists that's i think funding to... funding is the most important thing yeah. to mention is that generally they're funded by corporate interests or you know venture capitalists capitalists who've made their money and can now yeah. reinvest in who things have an that, agenda yeah things that they believe are important and then therefore yeah. the institute is directed by those kind of uh money givers mm -hmm. one one that i would mention afterwards yeah. would be the because I'm going to forget if I don't mention it now. Okay. Is the Council on Foreign Relations. Oh, yes. And they had their heyday. <laughs> so there, there's a whole group of, I think I think of them as Republican think tanks. And I think the Council of Foreign Relations is the one that helped the RAND Corporation move forward and move the ball on Vietnam. So this is the one that Henry Kissinger was involved in. Right. So that's that's why it's got to be mentioned in the Tank Ride podcast. Because <laughs> Henry Kissinger was... This is where he got to start in the mid-50s. Uh, right. I think it was 57 that the he wrote... The pure skin of evil. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the sagging skin of evil at this point. Oh my God, uh, but he's still alive. He will not die. Like, yeah. In fact, I hear he can't die. Dick Cheney, have you, have you seen him lately? I mean, he's just like looking a little bit more emaciated, but you're just waiting for the black exo armor to come on. I, I think well, Dick Cheney yeah. will eventually look more and more like Mr. Burns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just waiting yeah. for that perfect Mr. Burns uh -huh. reality looking to happen. For his uh -huh. Tattered teddy bear. <laughs> so, but but yeah, so so that this is where, and we talked about this in previous episodes about Strange McNamara and Kissinger and the whole Vietnam War. Right. You can go back to those. I think it might have been in the when we were talking about Doctor Strange Love or in the Kissinger. Yes episode where you really focused on this but council of foreign relations had their heyday during that time mm -hmm. and then kind of faded out and then there right. was a heyday of another you know republican leaning group so i mean you can research these guys and go into in depth when they were operating and then what happens is members of these think tanks then spill into the government so it, right if they're helping a certain governmental group all of a sudden yeah. boom they're all over in the government they're being advisors they're on cabinet uh -huh. you know, they have advisors and they also have incredibly large war chests right. from private donations or very yeah. powerful single if donators. they're campaigning yes and uh 
or just appointed to an appointed office by a new politician that believes in their cause. <laughs> and the think and, tanks and it, actually can form public opinion enough with the teabaggers to to change um, campaign financing laws so that this can occur even more. So yeah, yeah. and then and then there's another one. Um, I, I don't know how how you want to go through them. But I'd like to, I can mention a couple more, like, um, for example, the Heritage Foundation. The Heritage Foundation is a big one. You always have to (laughs) watch these snakes. You have to mention this one (laughs) uh, because you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. (laughs) 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 So I I do believe, (laughs) I I do actually believe that the original base of operations when they were founded a long, long time ago was the Death Star. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. after that exploded, they had to move their operations to D.C. <laughs> their but, motto, yeah. leadership yeah. for America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what's leader in German? That's right, Führer. <laughs> <laughs> so the Heritage Foundation, these guys were the architects of the first movement of the the Reagan group. Right. They, yes. they were the architects of uh, SDI, or the Star Wars. SCI. I mean, I look back on that now and because, you know, gentlemen, because we did our, our big epic Reagan, Reagan podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, now, you know, of course, it's the 100th anniversary of his birthday. Yes. Yes. So everyone is, is trying to figure out what his legacy is. Yeah. And I don't know if they had any better shot at it because we're like, well, um. He's okay. a lifeguard. <laughs> so, of course, they had all the little pieces like, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, he's all over Time Magazine and all that. I know. And, uh, There's just like this love affair with Ronald Reagan. And, and we, we go through yeah. this, especially with the Tea Party, which we'll probably <sighs> end up, we'll probably backtrack into them. But You have to. They, they love Reagan, yeah. but they don't love Reagan, and they don't stand no. for the same things Reagan stood for. And yeah. I do believe Reagan stood for things. Like yes, we talked yes, about in the episode, did. but they're not what these guys think no. that he stood for. Reagan, yeah. as far as they're concerned, Reagan was a pussy. Yeah. You know, that he didn't take it far enough. That No, yeah. you have got to run with this. You have got to take back the government or simply take the government. Yeah. You know, it probably parallels, <laughs> you know, as far as the, the teabaggers uh, meeting uh, Reagan probably parallels what would happen if uh, the conservative Christians ever actually met Jesus. Yeah. You know, they'd be like... <laughs> What you believe in? What both yeah. bo- both groups would yeah. we would be appalled with the other? Be like, yeah, cut your hair, oh. hippie. Get rid of that yeah. <laughs> fish again. Come on, yeah, stop hanging out with the colored people. Come on, what's going on? <laughs> oh, it's really uh, embarrassing in so many ways. I mean, harsh. it is because especially to our to our overseas listeners, it's like I I have really no explanation for this. Other than the corpse is so maggot-ridden by this time. And by a corpse, I'm talking about, of course, our, our democracy, our representative democracy. That, <laughs> And so we're just going to try to identify some of the bigger maggots. Yeah. So Yeah, 19- we can't get it all in one show. We, no. we really can't. So starting in 1970, a Supreme Court Justice, Lewis Powell, wrote a memo because he was very concerned about, you know, the best and brightest in our universities becoming anti-business because of the Vietnam War. So he said, well, you need to do something about it. So his agenda included getting wealthy conservatives to set up professorships, institutes on and off campus where intellectuals could write books from a conservative business perspective. So you can you can kind of see like with, you know, Barry Goldwater's alternative conservative convention in 1964 and then like keystoning on to 1970 
and some of, you know, like Roe mm -hmm. v. Wade and all these other things and people being concerned that, well, are we, we're going to have this lost generation that is not going to carry on the torch of, well, by God, this is the American century. This is where we went from a bunch of podunk horses asses to incredibly powerful podunk horses asses. And we want to make this go as long as possible. And in fact, yeah. there's a think tank for, I think it was like the the, uh, the group for the new American century. The new American, new American century. century. Yeah, it's just like, okay, one isn't enough. We got to keep just keep this rolling on. If there's an America by yeah. 2076, I, for one, will, of course, be dead. But I, shot, would, shot. I, I would shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would personally shit right there. <laughs> you know, another of my favorites is the American Enterprise Institute. Oh. So these, this, this is, you know, when the Heritage Foundation was, you know, on its way down, these guys mm -hmm. were on their way up with the neoconservative movement. And they wrote all the papers and they were actually, you know, consulting and you know, Wolfowitz and I mean, a lot of these guys all were part the big of that names group. Were yeah. in this. The Heritage Foundation was founded in 73. Right. So again, this was a key period of time where like, yeah. And did they support Goldwater? <laughs> I think they did. Probably worshipped at the shrine. <laughs> Because, yeah, Goldwater yeah. was kind of like the early prophet. Mm -hmm. You know, he was sort of like Abraham. Reagan was the Moses. And, you know, so they, they just kind of keep going on with yeah. all these. There have been some really contentious discussions in the cabinet because when the Iraq war had started in Bush's, George W. Bush's administration, he was consulting the American Enterprise Institute instead of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And they were right. providing him the whole idea of the surge came from the American Enterprise Institute, not from the leaders in government that yeah. were actually in right. the Department yeah. of Defense. Now, Which, was it the American Enterprise Institute that actually advocated the uh, a second invasion of Iraq? The yeah, like the, w way before even yeah, Bush was president. Yeah, and Bush W. Yeah, and and this was the surge when he was actually being consulted. He was consulting them, and it's such a horrible thing to happen when you have members of government. That's their whole job in government is to take care of mm -hmm. these things, and they're being circumvented by a policy institute, you know, run by corporations. Mm -hmm. This is right. yeah. This is where when there's so many, when there's hundreds right now in America, there's almost probably by now, by the time you're hearing this, there's probably four hundred, but there were. Close to 400 of them a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. So it's it's such a pervasive thing in Washington where it's not just mm -hmm. lobbyists and lobbyism. It's this idea of policy institutes and think tanks that help direct the policy. Mm -hmm. the, the think tank is is actually beyond lobbying. Right. I mean, lobbying is sort of like on the ground, in the trenches, let's buy a senator today. Mm -hmm. Or control a senator or can try to control a vote or try to get yeah. something pinned to a bill. But but that's like obvious. It, it, right. I, I mean, you, you understand what that is and that 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 goes you, with you, the any halls of power. Yeah. You don't you don't take that as as something real. But a think tank, a think tank is yeah. something so much more. There's a level of legitimacy. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. That it shouldn't have. That in fact doesn't deserve. I mean, yeah. and, right. and Tank Riot <laughs> doesn't deserve its legitimacy. <laughs> That's true too. Let's undermine ourselves as well. Yeah. As we a, are a top. As a think tank, uh, yes. We are a top 10 yeah. conservative think tank. We are. But really, I'd, I'd like to see uh, an, someone figure out our accuracy versus some of their accuracy on, on facts and everything. Well, I'm here, sure we don't rank thing. that bad. And, and you know these guys. Oh, probably not, actually. Yeah. Go to Wikipedia, read some of their pages. You know these guys edit their pages heavily. Right. And you know oh, that yeah. there's, like, take some of these people who have... I don't know. I, I could pick one at random, so it doesn't even matter. But they have enough people writing papers on different subjects that they can then, after the subject has been decided in a favorable way to what one of their more 
I don't know, left-leaning or right-leaning leaning people who got the story right, mm-hmm. they can put that in their Wikipedia page. They can make sure that we focus on the things they got right as they yeah, rewrite yeah. the history of their organization's contribution <laughs> exactly. to Which our Orwell society. Would, could appreciate oh, it's only just so much. Awesome. Yeah. It's now, awesome. and if you have hundreds of think tanks, right? Let's face it. Come on, they all can't be smart. No, you know, it's, you gotta have, you know, it's, it's like my high school principal said to me, you know, you know, son, the world needs ditch diggers, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I love you. Well, um, Tom Brzezidis, uh said in the Cleveland Plain Dealer that the top 20 conservative think tanks now spend more money than all of the soft money contributions to the Republican Party combined. Mm-hmm. So I mean that they they have an incredible war chest, and this is the a major 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 part of the political structure mm-hmm. of uh, the right wing in this country, right? And yes. Let, let's just say it's it's also a major structure of the left wing as well, because now that the Obama administration is in charge, right, of the White House at least, you know, not the well, yeah. House or Senate. As long as they're running the administration, they are turning to the Center for American Progress, which is a progressive movement mm-hmm. that is doing a lot of left-leaning research and a lot of left-leaning work and you know they help get him elected and, and there's a lot of members of his cabinet that are p- part of that think tank mm-hmm. um so yeah it happens on both sides i think you're right i think they are far i don't have a good accurate number but they're far more conservative think tanks than there are uh left-wing think tanks but hey yeah, they and, could and, spin and, off of one at, another at too, least, which is especially even, yeah. if you look at the funding End of it. The, the fun, the con- that's where they win every much, day. much more funding. Who, who's the who's the liberal funder? George Soros. I mean, really, there's yeah, not that many in. liberal funders no, out there. No, and that's <laughs> yeah. just because George has got more dope and money than a man can possibly spend and or smoke. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's uh, y- you know, no, this, I do respect the man, but I mean, honestly, he's one. Right. You right, know? and that's and why that's it. And there's so many others yeah. on the conservative like. It's like the old saying about, I don't know, being rich and being poor. And you're far more likely to be a conservative Republican if you're rich and you're looking out for your interests as far as your taxes and that kind of thing um, versus Mm -hmm. the poor who are just state welfare. You're liberal when you're young and poor (laughs) and stupid. And when you make your money, that's when you start thinking. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like Jonathan. Not exactly how it works. No, it it really is. Well, if, if, if you continue to grow throughout your life, you do. Yeah. If you're a total (laughs) asshole, that is how you will approach life. But uh, a lot of all about self-interest. A a lot of these uh, rich conservatives it's not that they were a bunch of lefties when they were young no they were brought up rich and conservative <laughs> that's you right. know like it's, george bush born on third base thought he hit a triple yeah yeah it's uh you know the lucky sperm bank club a lot of it that's right. and, and even the ones that you know sort of made their own money ricky schroeder it, it's they the, you know they had the the me first attitude for yeah well going through their career that's right i mean they they are uh the, some of the most self-centered animals you will find on the planet it'd be very hard to find pe- yeah creatures that are, are which would maybe now would be a good time to bring up two examples mm. not yet yeah sure why not <laughs> okay all right yeah you know what i think you're right because so we could we could talk about the heritage foundation and the cato institute but both were funded in large part by two people that i think you can you cannot talk about think tanks and again Let's yeah. review that think tanks, as Jonathan Rowe said, think tanks don't think, they justify. Mm-hmm. 
So it's one thing if 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 you put this information out into the to the news or you have people in Congress or the military, or whatever, justifying and saying, well, these very learned people looked at it and they harumphed and said, this looks correct. But it's gotten very insidious to the point when we deal with the Koch brothers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The two billionaires, New York based. And uh, it's some think that they actually uh, rank uh, third and fourth as far as wealthiest Americans. Yes. Right, right behind Gates and uh, Buffett. Right. Which is pretty amazing as far as individual personal yeah. wealth. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows Gates and Buffett, but the Koch brothers, they are much less known, and that's how they like it. Yes. They are under-the-radar people. It has been said in articles that they're, they're not under the radar, they are underground. They yeah. go a long way to hide their connections to all these various think tanks. So mm-hmm. the Cato Institute and the Heritage Foundation are two very good examples. Uh, the Koch brothers... Largely funded, if not created, and direct yeah. the research and policies that and so so let's right. talk a little bit about the Cokes. Right, and and uh, and just to clarify, if you're hitting Google right now, uh, Coke is spelled K-O-C-H. Yes. So you may be able to find it, but they're, they're part of a very large uh, petroleum company, uh, Coke Industries. Right. It reminded me of the it's Standard Oil all over again. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, the Standard Oil, what I always thought was so interesting was how the Standard Oil Trust began. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, because John D. Rockefeller was just, or, you know, the original uh, John, John Rockefeller Sr., I'm sorry, right. was mm-hmm. one of the most incredibly ruthless 19th century American robber barons. Mm-hmm. And then finally he realizes, like, okay, I've got all this power. I've largely beat the trust. Machine gunned a bunch of people in Colorado, <laughs> burned them alive. What can we do now, son? You know, we can become philanthropists. <laughs> <laughs> well, but and and but with the thing, the beautiful thing about the Standard Oil Trust is that oh, they just waited it out a hundred years and boom, it all reformed. Yeah, just like this the liquid terminator. <laughs> yeah. You know, just you can wait long enough. And oh, that was the thing I mentioned to you gentlemen off air that uh, Jim Hightower was mentioning after Democracy Now! a couple of days ago that he was talking about the Koch brothers and that there was this legislation that four out of five Americans are really in support of is that, yes, let's stop the 14th Amendment from meaning corporations. No, corporations are not. Uh, I, I think Hightower, People. in his usual way, said it's like you got to have a navel in order to have individual rights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, good for you. Because I mean that that has yeah. been one of the the most abused areas of American jurisprudence yeah. is is that being right. applied to corporations. Right. But let's let's go back to the Cokes. So should we start with their father, Fred? Fred Coke. Fred Coke. So the Cokes are libertarians, and I'm not. We've tried to we've tried to describe yeah, the service. There of libertarianism. shall be no definitions. Definitions well, <laughs> are almost impossible, but I think I think we can yeah. almost reach one here. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so. And in the case of the Koch brothers, their libertarianism is what's good for the Koch brothers. Right. That, that's libertarianism. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When when I talk about individual civil rights, I'm talking about the Koch. Brothers, yeah, individual yeah, civil rights. Right, I'm right. talking literally about me, <laughs> right? And nobody else. See, this is a thing that that always gets me about this particular brand of libertarian, and this is what I've been referring to in our previous podcast. Right. 
there are a lot of thoughtful libertarians out there. You know, people who are very concerned about the preservation of individual liberties and civil rights. Uh, hopefully, you know, like today, just today, the Patriot Act did mm -hmm. not make renewal. That was one that yeah. somehow seems to have slipped under the radar Ooh. of the Tea Party. You know, that, <laughs> I don't want the government under my bed or in yeah. my closet or anywhere else. And it's like, but the Patriot Act's okay. Interesting. Right. But well, no, actually, I think the, the, the Tea Partiers tended to vote against it. Some did, but Some. That's, if there's a liberal yeah. in the government looking at my underwear, I don't oh, want that. Geez, but this is yeah. If it's George people. W. Bush looking at my underwear, Obama's, I kind of want that. Yeah. Oh, did did, did anyone see the the Bill O'Reilly interview with Obama? God no, I did not. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> I've said this before, and I will say it again. Bill O'Reilly and Sean Hannity have set Irish Americans back at least a hundred years, if not more. <laughs> they are just a disgrace. I mean, it's just like I don't. What about Chris Matthews? Isn't that his name? Chris Matthews. Yeah. Okay. Chris Matthews. Okay. Granted. <laughs> he's, he's contributed a well too. Conan O'Brien had a really good one when he heard that uh, Anderson Cooper got attacked in Egypt. He said, is there some way we could get Glenn Beck and his chalkboards over to, to Cairo? Because I'd really like to see him get his ass kicked. But, um, so anyways, to get, to get back to the, to the Cokes and, and their libertarianism, starting with their father, the patriarch Fred. Yeah. Who uh, was the, a very a, strong libertarian. Right, who was you know helping out with civil rights to every? But now let's no, let's make let's make one tank Ryan distinction. Now, if you're talking about the preservation of civil liberties and and rights, mm -hmm. that is fine. I would say that these group of extremists are not really okay. Maybe I want to preserve my liberties, your liberties. I don't really care anything about. In fact, I'll try it all over them if it means I have more liberties. Mm -hmm. Also, too, I think they use the whole thing about uh, legalizing drugs and prostitution and everything as kind of like a bait and switch. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm interested. Tell I, me more. I then, feel really bad for some people that I, you know, I know libertarians. I know I there's good people that are libertarians yes. and they, yeah. they they think like me about those issues. And yes. I'm totally with them on those issues. But right. I think we should have fire departments as well. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, there's a cutoff point that I right. have. There's like an it anarchist point to <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. Where yeah. I think I love right. anarchy in theory and right. in oh, graphics yeah. and in 70s well, punk music. But. But I like libraries. <laughs> right. There's well, things it, I like to have. It, it, when fire departments started, they were private. And if you didn't have a contract with the local fire department, right. mm -hmm. they didn't put your fire your out. Your house just burned. <laughs> That's it's right. Didn't watch it. Hey, yeah. I, I did want to point out before we got too far away, but after the Obama speech, did you guys see Paul Ryan give his libertarian type speech? This yes. Republican. Yes. You oh, know, yeah. he's all against the welfare state and about people living off the yeah. dollars right. of the government. Uh, that's exactly how he got his degree, right? Through Pell Grants and you know yeah, the government's yeah. really bad about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. You know, it's hypocrisy. It that, is. It's, it's hypocrisy it, at its worst. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's classic young Republican. You know. Yeah. Pretty boy. Yeah. Garbage. I'm you super know, privileged it, and yeah. And it, uh, but 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 it's if not, it's good not for really me, privileged. it must be right. Yeah, but if you I'm suck at man. if you suck at the government <laughs> teat, you're not a self-made man, no, and you shouldn't be saying that right. no one else should get the same benefits right. that you got and cut the benefits that would have. I'd love to do Plus, a Twilight Zone episode where this yeah. ass hat doesn't get any help <laughs> and ends up digging ditches for the rest of his right. life because 
The government didn't give him and, shit. And, and look true. at all these, you know. Cons- <laughs> Sorry, I just I got fired up. And look at all the big conservative <laughs> no, corporations that are, you know, pushing the conservative cause of less government and less regulation, but yet they're making all their money from government contracts. Right. Well, yeah. so they will put in the high speed train. Oh, that is government waste. That is pork barrel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. Really. I. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even want to debate something okay. like that because yeah. it's just like so retarded. I was kind yeah, of afraid yeah. coming into this episode that I'd get just too angry <laughs> because it's very sometimes easy. when I do yeah. talk about these, I get so angry that I just don't even want to talk about some of these people. <laughs> but we the Koch must brothers, you... talk yeah. about the Koch brothers. Koch so let's brothers. Stay on track. Keep we'll a close eye on brothers. these swine because number one, it pisses yeah. them off if you do. Yeah, two, they and, hate to be known. And if you're one of these group of people out there that is, you know, like worried about the Bilderbergers, worried about a chip being put in your arm and end of days and so forth, focus on the Koch brothers because this is real shit and is yeah. much scarier <laughs> yeah. than any of that stuff that you think you know about. Quite, quite frankly, they fit the definition of puppet master. They really do. Yeah, they really because do. they are orchestrating a ton of shit behind the scenes. Oh yeah, and and doing and they have so, been for years. Yes. Yeah, this is nothing new. It's, so these are these are two brothers that are in their mid seventies, and mm-hmm. their father Fred was, uh, you know, he made his money. Yeah, uh, who was not helping out for the civil rights of the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, just he was the not. opposite, actually. He he was an engineer, and he um, he actually was kind of a self-made man. I mean, he you know came over yeah. from uh, he was Dutch, I believe, a Dutch mm-hmm. printer. He uh, went uh, worked his way through MIT. He created a process, a more efficient process of refining crude to you know various other products like gasoline and so forth. And right. r- always remember, the real money in oil is in the refineries, which is why ethanol and all that other shit gets pushed constantly because you could still use refineries. Right, right. Yeah. So because if they came up with something else like solar power or whatever, oh, that's harebrained. Living in yeah. Madison, sometimes <laughs> I, I, I drive by those veggie cars. My car runs on vegetables. And I'm like, <laughs> you're an idiot. You, But they smell fantastic. <laughs> your your you ethanol is not saving the world. I do kind of just yeah. sit there and sniff those cars. I uh, mean, they do smell like a French fried deep fryer. Yeah. It, it, we uh, went round and round about this. I think it was 2006 we did our alternative, alternative energy, energy episode. Yeah. And no, I was so, I'm so no, the, annoyed by ethanol. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. The, the veggie... Uh, um, the vegetable oil cars, that's not ethanol. Oh, that's just veg, vegetable, vegetable oil. That's vegetable yeah. oil. And this is vegetable oil that is waste from a restaurant. Right. right. So I, I, think okay. it's, I think it's okay. It's not perfect. It still pollutes some. But yeah, but it pollutes, but it smells really good. It and smells yes, like French fries. It's and like I, McDonald's, man. I'm sure yeah. the corn subsidies will just continue so that we can fund people driving their vegetable cars around. Oh, I know. So yeah. that's anyway. the problem. Yeah, they're in life's <laughs> yeah. problem. Exactly. You got, you got to. Divorce yourself from food-grown fuel. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, and please. yeah, right. Cold fusion or one of those uh, DeLoreans with a food chopper on it. That, <laughs> yeah, with a Mister Fusion. Mister Fusion. I love that. Uh, so, so Fred kind of got blackballed by the oil industries, right? Because yeah. they were kind of jealous, kind of scared of him. Mm-hmm. So Fred goes over to the Soviet Union and helps Stalin set up all these state-of-the-art yeah. refineries. Mm-hmm. So then... <laughs> in Soviet Russia. In Soviet exactly. Because <laughs> if if it's making him money, then it's okay. Yeah, if he's getting yeah all the adulation and the money and everything. And that's the thing. is like th- This is one of the things that you'll always see time and time again. Libertarianism, as long as it's, as it's Coke, liberties, mm-hmm. 
And he's all about helping as long as it's helping himself, themselves. Right. It has nothing to do with anybody mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. buffoon has a degree from MIT. At this point, doesn't understand what Stalinist Russia is. <laughs> Goes over there, helps him set up a bunch of refineries, like I say, state-of-the-art modern refineries, then is shocked, 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 when during a purge, a lot of his lab mates are sent off to, you know, like Kolima or something how, how like... How do you translate purge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, like, hauls ass out of the Soviet Union and then is, like, completely freaked out. About I painted a wall in prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took me three, it took years. three years. I painted it three times. <laughs> God, that, those two lines, it's like, oh my God, I just want to blow my brain off. Out. <laughs> so, I mean, this has got to kind of show you how far someone's head's got to be up their ass. Yeah. <laughs> to, to like go into Stalinist Russia and they go, there was a purge. I mean, where's I wanted to chat around the water cooler and there was nobody there. It was just me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Russian, huh. I gotta tell you, I had a Russian friend who I told, a friend of mine had committed suicide, and I told him I'd had a really bad day because mm -hmm. of that, and he just turns to me and says, you Americans, you're so weak. <laughs> wow. Oh my. Wow. <laughs> and, and it took a while to realize that he wasn't talking about me for being upset about it. He was talking about my friend for committing, for committing suicide. suicide. He's like, no, you tough wow. it out. <laughs> you fight every inch to Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> if the soldier in front of you drops his AK-47, you pick it pick up. It up. <laughs> yeah. Use his body as a barricade. No. I, I was just like, you are right, sir. Uh, <laughs> you're right. I, I'm going to throw my lipstick at my purse and just go I home. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to weep quietly exactly. into my pillow. Anyway, yes, Russian <laughs> Russians are something. So he was so he was completely paranoid about, you know, anything Stalinist. And he really imparted this to his boys. He had four sons, <laughs> although only two of them stand with the fortune, which I think yeah. again tells you something more about the Cokes. Yeah. The, the, and one of them was a twin. That's what killed me. It's like there's the two boys and then the, the twin boys. And the two that oh, yeah. are left standing was like uh, David and um, Charles. Charles. Charles yeah. and David. Yeah. <laughs> David was one of the twins. So they turned on Fred and William. <laughs> and I just thought, oh my God. Yeah. They, they bought out uh, <laughs> they Fred and William's own. share of the, of the family business because oh. those guys, I don't know, weren't really into it. Right. Charles and David just, just ran with it and are <laughs> enriching themselves. To the maximum and, and using a colossal amount of government influence to help their business. And they do it by funding these think tanks, right. which, uh, you know, create the policy. But then they, they create the policy, but they also form and shape uh, mass opinion. Right. That's where it's the creepiest. Right. But they realized they've been doing the think tanks for years, but then they realized it still didn't have the mass of people behind it to actually win in the polls. Right. So that's when they contributed the Tea Party movement. Yes. And started, you know, the astroturfing that... We're explaining that, the heavy ideas to the people. Yeah. Because they tried, they tried it in 1980 with the, you know, standard libertarianism. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part of that is where they put made David the vice presidential candidate so they could get around the campaign funding laws. Because it's like, well, it's all my money, so it's okay. And the guy's got more money than God. 
Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. to finish off with Fred, okay, so he was he's horrified by communism, socialism, anything that looks even kind of pinky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And civil rights. Comes to John Bircher, right? <laughs> he becomes a John Bircher, one of the founding members of the Love John Bircher. A founding John Birch wow. Society. Which member. of yeah. course is right here in Scandinavia. Yes. We're so proud. We're very proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right here in Appleton, Wisconsin. We create some ringers. <laughs> So John Birch was this missionary that was killed in China. I want to say it was like 1945 or 49 or whatever. And it was, he's considered the first casualty of the cold war. So these guys are just, they're just the biggest bunch of loons. So they even accuse Ike, Dwight Eisenhower of being a communist member of a think yeah. tank himself. <laughs> That's uh-huh. true. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I just yeah. Oh, I I I'm, I'm reading a book right now just a side sidebar um by uh, Ledbetter which is called uh Undue Influence and it's it's uh an examination of what Ike was talking about during his farewell speech about the unwarranted, I'm sorry, unwarranted influence of the military industrial complex. And so. we've played that in Tank Ride episodes. <sighs> Go find that speech. It's one of the finest speeches ever given by a president. The Eisenhower's the man. So, mm-hmm. so, um, Coke, the original father Coke came back and started the Rock Island oil and refining in Wichita, Kansas, where to this day, the corporate headquarters remain. Yeah. And, he brought up the kids very strictly, um, you know, while the other kids were playing, you know, they were working, 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 working. Sounds like yeah. a great life. But anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> but and he, and he brought them all up with this like these very strict what he defines as libertarian values, which I to me just seems like this almost fascistic hatred Kinda of anything. Hard ass values. Yeah. Very hard. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, kind of like what the social Darwinists would say about, whoa, you know, uh, God favors me. I'm I'm wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All this bullet that says no. <laughs> oh, so, you know, that kind of talk can get you flagged. <laughs> you will not fly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we had Freddie, Charles and the twins, David and William. So the last one standing were, of course, <laughs> David and Charles. Charles is the head. He is the man. So yeah. he's the guy that controls. David is is very powerful too, but he's definitely second to Charles Coke. So Freddie and William, they're they're out of the picture. I mean, they got a lot of money, mm-hmm. but they yeah. don't have billions of dollars worth of money. But they just enjoy the money. They're not orchestrating <laughs> you know, huge well, political movements. At least that we know of. You think about all the movements against President Clinton when he was president, and now the movements against Obama and Obamacare. Right. Yeah. These are being orchestrated heavily by the Cokes. And so, yeah. yes, uh, extremely. Yeah, heavily. whatever mm-hmm. they can do to undermine him at any corner they can, they're funding uh, these think tanks to do it. And it's oh, just yeah. amazing. And at one point, people started referring to them as the Coctopus. And I, yes. I was hoping it was Coctopus. I, I, was, kind of I was like, really? You know, that belongs in 70s porn, I guess. But So it's a Coctopus. But one of their lead political lieutenants, I think, has one of the most ironic names, Dick Fink. <laughs> I mean, really? It's like, wow, you were born to be an asshole. Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dick Fink. Wow. Because <laughs> really, I think I think the Koch brothers deserve almost like an entire wing in our in the Tank Riot douchebag gallery. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah you know, definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah. let, let's say that you know, like maybe Kissinger rents the apartment upstairs, <laughs> and then the the Kochs have like they the West the, Wing. They own the building. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. They yeah they pretty much own the estate. 
the Koch brothers, they define themselves as libertarians and are trying to have these libertarian values and, and get them out there to the masses and form those opinions. Yeah. But many people believe that it's that they were just transferring their father's paranoia about communism to a distrust of the government, its expansion, the New Deal, any kind of threat to freedom. So, I mean, he is, I always remember that line in A Fish Called Wanda, and it's like, you know, yeah. you're you're just an ape. <laughs> and he goes, hey, apes don't read Nietzsche. Sure they do. They just don't understand it. <laughs> and I think the Koch brothers probably fall into that category. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're heavily uh, anti-environmental regulation. Yes, it, 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 regulation of any kind. Yeah, it inhibits their business. They want to just do what <laughs> yeah. they want to do. Yeah. But I mean, see, they're so obvious but, about it. It's not even like that they're real libertarians. It's just right. saying, yeah. no, it's my my liberty is much more important than but, yours. But that's the thing yeah. about the Tea Party movement is that they're funded by billionaires. Yes. And the billionaires yes. aren't really libertarians. No. They're really rich people trying to no. have you go out and push for their self-interest. They make it look like there's like these, you know, angry <laughs> yeah. grassroots rednecks who are taking back the government and they're doing nothing of the kind. B but that's what the angry yeah. grassroots rednecks are doing. And right. they're they're doing it funded by these guys. And, and again, it's, really... it's a classic bait yeah. and switch. Yeah, it's they're... like, no, no, I'm a rock-ribbed, you know, Midwestern American. It's like, you know. That, that's what's so great about getting, yeah. getting those types of people to vote against yeah. their own interests. Yeah, they're called and, suckers. Yeah, there's, right. there's a mark born every minute. You know that's yeah. It's it's sad but true. But they're they're there and they're yeah. being played, you know? and it's it's sad, but it is it's it's the way that this carnival called America <laughs> is being run. That's <laughs> how this party is played. Uh, one of the the books that the Koch brothers is like their personal bible is uh, Friedrich von Hayek's The Road to Serfdom. Which was done in 1944. Yeah. And is one of these, you know, that argues that centralized government planning is, you know, will lead inexorably to totalitarianism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five year plan. Yeah. You know, no, there wasn't, yeah. there wasn't a Stalin first. No, there was a five year plan. Oh, and they're trying to say their method will not. And the right. cynic yeah. in me yeah. says, oh, yeah. Yeah. aren't we there yet? <laughs> you know, are we already kind of there? I mean, yeah. No, theirs will just lead to a monarchy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's so much different. Uh-huh. But uh and, and it's funny the road to serfdom has become so big among the teabaggers that Amazon.com has just, you know, been inundated with all these wow. Ooh, I want because it was probably one of these books that was been out of print for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna read Foundation. Ooh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rand will never I mean there's always I know. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so Charles and David are even fond of more radical thought like uh robert lafave who favors like the abolition of the state but but he's not an anarchist he <laughs> it's like okay you want to abolish the state but you're not an anarchist. yeah okay all I right mean, fine uh, do they i assume they want like corporate control or they something want like cop yeah probably yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> privatized <laughs> Police uh -huh. officers. As long as they build the robocops. Right, right. Yeah. So LeFay used Drop to... the weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Draw. Be like Galactica or, or Caprica. Caprica. Yeah. LeFay used to like to say that government is a disease masquerading as its own cure. And he opened up in 1956 the Freedom School. And of course, uh, you know, Charles was a big fan and a big contributor. And it kind of went from there. Uh, when when they finally displaced uh, their brothers Freddie and and William, I thought it was funny that Freddie moved to Monaco, which has no income tax. 
<laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, the, the father, Fred Sr., really inoculated these kids with yeah. whatever kind of weird philosophy they espouse. I'm pretty sure it's not libertarianism or anything that even yeah. kind of... No. Yeah. <laughs> at least not as I understand it. Now, our listeners, you know, please let us know at feedbackatankriot.com. Yeah, yeah. If you are a libertarian, if you are in a libertarian think tank, please let us know if what you... If you are a Koch brother. If you are a Koch brother, yeah. if you work for the Koch brothers. <laughs> if you're in Monaco right now and just have some free time, <laughs> you're not working or anything, yeah, you want to yeah. send us an email, <laughs> feedbackatankriot.com. How are we yeah. wrong in our definition of libertarianism? Yeah. If you'd like to bankroll our podcast, you know, yeah, just exactly. Please, <laughs> yeah, yes, and then we will become beholden to you. Yeah. And our, of course, our yes, our, we're a libertarian. Our yeah. research will. <laughs> what a strange, unusual idea! I, I thought it was interesting that William F. Buckley Jr. and of course we all remember William F. Buckley Jr. <sighs> and he he yeah. called um, the Cokes uh, or, or the movement that the Cokes were following anarcho totalitarianism. <laughs> which is that? Wow. <laughs> That's, That's just, William yeah. F. Buckley. I know. Of yeah. all people. I know. So, but right now the Cokes are now mainstream Republican viewpoints, and they're far right of William F. Buckley. That's how far we've yeah, gone. Yeah, it's exactly, and they want to yeah. push it, push it, push it farther. Yeah. So these people yeah. are not when they say take, like say take back America. No, they want to take America. <laughs> take it right. Yeah. It's a coup. It's like banana right. Republicans. Banana um, Republicans. Banana wow. <laughs> I think you've coined a term. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, so um, the, the, the Cokes, after their debacle with the 1980 election, just, you know, and of course, like I say, back in 73, spawned the Heritage Foundation. So mm-hmm. they, they, they had been kind of in this business for a while, but they had really been getting it going. They'd given millions of dollars, you know, to nonprofit groups that criticize environmental regulation and support lower taxes for industry. Yeah, even global warming, they're like trying to no, de- 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 debunk. That's it, global warming. That's the, They're like Holocaust deniers. Yeah. They're yeah. like pre-Holocaust deniers. Uh-huh. You know? I mean, you got all these... It's, so no matter how much footage Ike had them take of the death camps, <laughs> there are still people who have yeah. those brass balls to say... No, I don't. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that, I kind of thought that we'd get to. I think. I think this is a really good example because it doesn't just happen with global warming. It happens with other scientific endeavors oh, as well. Yes. I mean, take stem yeah. cells and all that. I mean, yeah. this is exactly yeah. the kind of thing where right wing think tanks will mislead the science. And oh. this is well, there this, is no science. Per I know. Se. I know. But this is the part of yeah. my where I I consider myself a, a great skeptic. Right. And this is where they win hearts and minds is in the skeptic front because they take actual science and they say but 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 yeah and and they throw everybody off the scent of what's really going on in the scientific community like global warming yeah there's like 90 you know eight percent of people out there in the scientific community in peer-reviewed journals who understand that uh, there's global warming and that we're contributing to it right. and that there is a human cost to it and then these guys show up with their you know, and, and there there have been utter bribes of scientists saying, oh, yeah. you know, if you can write us a response that shows that this science was not well done in this scientific article about global warming, we will give you $10,000, basically. Right. And, and they're getting scientists to battle scientists for money, basically. It's bribery yeah. of the scientific community. <laughs> Which is kind it's of funny like, when you think about it. I know. It. It's unbelievable. It's like, a, it's like a bum fight. And if I you're know. having trouble paying your mortgage, you know, like maybe you decide, I'll just sell out. I will sell out and yeah. write an article. Oh, scientists oh. aren't above that. But, you know, most of them really, you know, they, they need to get published. They need to get their 
going, but you know what? Mm -hmm. Once you get once you get identified as a scientist who's willing to write that kind of article, there's much more business going to come your way, and you will become a spokesman for a group that's got a lot of money and wants to fund you. Right. And then you become the 50-50 in the argument because, oh, it's obviously 50-50 because this scientist says yes, global we're warming is cover real. both sides yes. of the issue. We yeah. cover oh, yeah. both sides. Fair and balanced. Fair and balanced. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 99% <laughs> of the people follow evolution, and then 1% says, but uh, we've never found every little skeleton to combine every little piece of the human uh, anatomy back yeah. to, you know, chimpanzees. And or, how do we know? Th- and I know yeah. chimpanzees are not on the same tree and we wouldn't connect, but... Yeah. How you do- know this. We know yeah. We know this. Don't email and me. And how do we know that God didn't just place all these bones and fossils <laughs> oh, in the earth just, just to fool us? Yeah. Just no, for they, fun. they actually did say that. Like, I Satan, know. Satan yes. put those bones in there to mislead. Oh, yeah. Satan, not God. Okay. Yeah. Satan. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, because God, yeah, that would just be, you know, God the prankster. God's yeah. just watching Satan plant bones all over the place. Oh, I see Satan's up to some interesting work today. Yeah. <laughs> Planting bones. So Original. Just to say that, um, Sorry, I just in '73, like you say, the 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 Cokes started the Heritage Foundation, and one of the things, oh my God, there's a, a total rogues list that have belonged to the Heritage Foundation, like uh, Richard V. Allen, Paul Bremer, you may remember him from <laughs> Iraq, yeah, <laughs> uh, mismanagement, Elaine Cow. It's it's just oh my God, it's just it it just goes on and on. It's it's just an incredible list. But there are two yeah. publications that they have which just fascinate the hell out of me. One is their annual index of economic freedom, which measures a country's freedom in terms of property rights and freedom from government regulation. <laughs> you know, not the fact that you've got food in your stomach or that you're not, you know, being pulled into a torture chamber, but you got some scratch in your pocket. And that's yeah. the main thing. This is another mm-hmm. one I want to read. Uh, in 2005, the foundation published the Heritage Guide to the Constitution, a clause-by-clause analysis of the United States Constitution. I've got to read that. <laughs> got to. Good times. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, and, of course, they also spawned, and this is the thing about think tanks, is that they can spawn offshoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like every bad sitcom you ever thought of, and then you take the least interesting characters and you give them their own show. Right. And and plus, it, it also happens if people in the think tank start writing papers that don't agree with the their overlords that are funding them, <laughs> right. you know the the funders will just split it right off and and start a new well, one that that agrees with them. Might make... Often people are fired from these for, yeah. for writing an article that didn't quite hit Follow the point the line. that the party line yeah. wanted that funds the group, and then they have to say, "Well, we chose to go different directions in this." Yeah. And you yeah. know, there's always an amicable. I think it was from uh, right. who was yeah. recently. Yeah. Let go. Yeah, uh-huh. it, this just happens. One of, one of the spinoffs from the Heritage Foundation, which I think is hilarious, and I can almost hear the laughing in the UK now, the Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom. Yes. I love that the one. Margaret, and it's got video cameras <laughs> really? all over it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a camera on every corner. You're free to do whatever you want. We will have it on tape. We love you. <laughs> Big Mother is watching. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite groups was inside the Institute for Defense Analyses, and that was the science and technology division or the std group <laughs> it's like people think this out <laughs> can you think <laughs> reactive? i mean we could i'm gonna this. go to the std cafeteria <laughs> yeah uh yeah no not not the remember best to wash name. your hands hover <laughs> remember to hover, hover. <laughs> i never use the restroom in the std facility <laughs> and who would <laughs> Uh, well, and then, then of course, the other group 
that the Cokes, I mean, and they and they have done several, but these yeah. are two that you probably have heard of. In 77, the Cato Institute. Now, the Cato yeah. Institute, they they print thousands, billions of these little, you know, U.S. Constitution pamphlets. Mm. And when when brand new senators like last November are brought in or well, they're elected in November and they're, you know, brought in in January. And they say, oh, I have my copy of the Constitution right here in their their pat in their pocket. They're all little Cato Institute booklets of the Constitution. And the the Cato Institute is, again, a libertarian think tank straight out. And they were the group that when Obama made the comment about his inaugural speech about global warming being a given, they put out a full page ad in the New right. York Times saying, oh, I don't, harumph, harumph, I, I feel in no way. Yeah, so again, yeah. like, say these guys are actually pre-Holocaust deniers. They're, they're saying, right. well, uh, yeah. uh, uh, okay, you know, and I actually have a couple of acquaintances that, and this is like something I, I just can't, I mean, I, I like to, I like to have very much of a live and let live kind of philosophy when I'm talking to people, especially people that I like. And it's like, okay, you just, yeah. you know. You have but that's the point we should really make is a, a lot of these nut jobs that believe in this stuff that, okay, you know, they're not the not the Koch brothers, but they're, you know, like your middle management types that happen to be your uncle or, or a friend right. of your dad or something. And, the, and it's just people you meet every day. They can be very nice people, wonderful yes, people. You can talk about the Packers and just, you know, have a good time and they're just real friendly and have a great family and all this other business. But you know what? That still doesn't justify their screwed up beliefs about, (laughs) you know, things. There there are some things that I just, I cannot talk about dispassionately. And and that's one of them. It's like, okay. So, so, so when people say to me like, well, uh, you know, you look at the weather and and you could see that it was like uh, 96 degrees it's, in 1933 in February. And it's like, yeah, yeah that was one fucking day. It's That's still below today. Anecdotal. It's still below. <laughs> that Global doesn't prove anything. Warming. Yeah. yeah. What are you, yeah. an idiot? <laughs> you have one data point, And you know what? The weather's going to be wilder because of global warming. <laughs> And yeah, actually, it's like, it, it, <laughs> there's a recent study in Wisconsin, and, and they've basically are saying, yes, the climate is changing. Yeah. And part of the reason we're getting so much snow is that heated up earth is putting more— It's uh, trying to cool itself down, and, and the moisture well, is redistributing, well, and the— Yeah, there's more moisture from the heat y- yeah. going into the atmosphere and dropping on Wisconsin. <laughs> and you're having these massive typhoons in Australia, and these droughts, yeah. and then you're having this over here, and, and you know the lakes don't freeze as quickly or stay frozen— which is a problem and they don't, you know, aren't as thick and so forth. Like you used to see those old pictures and films where back at the turn of the century, they would actually manufacture ice by going out into the lakes and sawing the ice, you know, yeah, lake ice. Yeah. you couldn't do that now. No, you no. know, yeah. you know, I, I was going to say, God, guys, I'm sorry to, but I'm a complete dick, man. I, it seems like I'm in good company. When I run into those people that I disagree with, I, I actually get into heated conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do, I do. I can't let it lie. I, For some reason, I cannot stop myself, but engaging those people, especially 
my parents' friends and those kind of people who I like know do not have any of their facts straight at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Engage, engage. Yeah, but, just, but sometimes you almost have to it. because it's they bring up stuff and then yeah. you have to say, Well, that's not exactly true. All right. And then there yeah. you go. No, yeah. no, see, <laughs> boom. If, if I'm being baited, if I like if you're gonna just keep it up and keep it up. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, because like a lot of times you'll get how often do you get this shit like, Well, I suppose in Madison, yeah. you're all big Obama supporters and you know this. <laughs> And that another thing, and it's like, look, you know, if you're gonna keep this shit up, <laughs> yes, we're gonna talk about this. But basically, it's not it's not out of a sense of politeness or compassion. It's honestly that I've just sort of given up. Right. You know that yeah, yeah I, I just gotta, can't I can't hold I, like picture Victor with Catholics on Christmas Eve drinking. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain point where I'm gonna stop. <laughs> You know, uh, talking about mass in a respectful manner. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, I hit a point where I can't stop myself. Yeah, but that that's assuming the Catholics themselves are talking about mass. mass. I've done and the a lot, chances are not. I've done a lot of drinking with Catholics, and they're, you know, it's just pretty much. The only thing you're going to get out of Catholics on Christmas Eve is, you want me to freshen that? Yeah. 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 They're not going to be talking yeah, about, it's, it's you know. It's party time. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's keep the Christ in Christmas. What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a bad example. Ah, uh, well, okay. Well, you might have a different experience than me. If people don't know, uh, there's a lot of Catholic churches in Wisconsin that have uh, walk in coolers as far as their, as part of their fellowship hall. That's right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> For entertainment pur- purposes during weddings and such. But it's just the way it is. <laughs> and that's fine. All right. Yeah. We're not we're not making fun of that. Yeah, I wanted to bring up uh, one more that the Cokes have have done, and that's the Mercatus Center. Now, this one is truly heinous <laughs> because this is the one that really is all about what they like to call market oriented ideas, which is to say, laissez faire or what the conservatives <laughs> call free trade, free trade. <laughs> which I think to most people historically you would say. That looks an awful lot like slavery. I I don't know. I I may have seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> and how is this free? Yeah, you know it's, it's so free incredibly for you. Rigged. Yeah, free for me, not for you. So they they uh, they do things like so. We were talking before about Dick Fink, and one of the things that Dick Fink says is that he said that the grant makers, the grant makers, that means our overlords, the people who have the money, those who are better than us, who have grace in God's eyes. Should use think tanks and political action groups to convert intellectual raw materials into policy products. In other words, more or less, just like okay, yeah. like Henry Ford with Hitler in the twenties. I like the cut of your jib, boy. Here's some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something you can always bring up at the dinner table. How Ford uh, helped yeah. the Nazis, and yeah, well, I, you know, <laughs> Mike Rowe is a Nazi, and that that would be kind of funny. You know, he's trying to be all like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. hometowny, and <laughs> I still think it's amazing, and and I don't know if we clarified it as well about how Ford made money on not only both sides at the beginning of World War oh, II, yeah. but at the end during. I think we, yeah. I think there was an email that we got uh, from someone about how we referred to the Marshall Plan, right, indiscriminately, or we're making fun of the Marshall Plan, yeah. But in a way, it was a great, great thing, and it worked really well. It did in a lot of different levels. That was one time uh-huh. when nation building worked, right, right, and, and relatively, yeah. yeah. And it was a think tank that kind of came up with the idea, yeah. yeah. But but what I do have to say is Ford not only made money against both sides to help create automobile industry 
in Germany, but then mm-hmm. uh, got to claim that his factories were destroyed because of the war and got money <laughs> from That's the right. Marshall Plan nice. for his yeah. uh, factories helping the Germans <laughs> being destroyed. See that hubcap over there? <laughs> Says Ford, I want money. Yeah. And, <laughs> Amazing. And what, yeah. If you go Noosh. to if you go to Germany today, you will actually see that Fords are one of the common cars that you see on yes, the roads. Extremely common. What's interesting is uh, they're different models than you see yeah. Uh, in the United States. They're it, actually kind of cooler looking, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's different, but they're still Fords. Yeah. Fords. Quality, <laughs> still job one, still hate Jews. Fix or yeah. repair daily. <laughs> <laughs> found on road dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. We use all, every few dead drives of Ford. <laughs> <laughs> so Mercator. Yeah. yeah the, the Mercatus scholars. Mercatus. They are truly a bunch. They're they're one of these groups that when when uh, George W. Bush had a hit list of twenty three you know government regulations that you know he wanted to get rid of, right. fourteen were put there by the Mercatus, you know, uh, institute or center. Yeah. And so yeah, these so these guys are the ones where you know capitalism first, capitalism always, capitalism just for me, right. But but they're starting to in their marketing and in their strategies they're starting to realize they need the little man to shoot himself in the foot by their strategizing yes. and and they're starting to realize like the Tea Party movement in itself is a great way for them to start to shape a campaign against right. government because I got to hand it to them I, I know I know it's it's fascinating and amazing I think they outflanked <clears throat> the left yeah I haven't yeah. seen them yeah. yeah. Pincer movement completely surrounded it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen them, but I know there's several documentaries that I'm sure we'll get emails about that I've heard of that were made about these institutions. I can't tell you the names of them off the top of my head because I haven't seen them, but they were made in 2005 and beyond, and mm-hmm. they weren't made by <laughs> our favorite guy. <laughs> <laughs> they were made by you know actual directors, and and then they do kind of trace back the roots of these if we can if i can think of them and and find them and uh, we can put them on the website but it's starting to come to light how capitalism in america is actually being run and i think that think tanks are a really important part of washington and i think that we should all be paying attention especially when policies are coming out of washington where those policies derive from and why right. And who's promoting them? Because when you start seeing, and it'll always be, and I, I hate the fair and balanced thing, but it'll always be a talking head from an opposing view and a talking mm-hmm. head from the proponent view. And right. check out that proponent and where are they from, who right. do they work for, and if they work for a certain university, in what department are they in? Because a lot of these yeah. think tanks spawned from universities exactly. in the Washington right. area. And, you know, Georgetown, Washington, there's a lot of these universities that are... Uh, right. You know, universities are always short of cash. So, you, you know, if they get donations oh, yeah. from some, uh, you know, Koch brother, Koch brother type person, yeah. um, you know, they, they can be corrupted well, in a certain way. One of the Koch brothers, was when the, he was in that plane accident, oh, the only survivor in first so class, creepy. Yeah, and, and oh, then yeah. decided he would rededicate his life mm-hmm. to helping people. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, finally, he had prostate cancer, mm-hmm. and then ended up donating money to Sloan Kettering, and you know, becoming this a bit of a philanthropist, you know, turning sort the corner a little of. bit. But yeah. you know, yeah. the Coke refineries are all about formaldehyde, and formaldehyde is a big 
cancer-causing, Cursing. proven oh, and, agent. And don't, and don't yeah. forget their court yeah. case where you know they had all this benzedrine, which killed all right. these people. And right. Again, a very heavy carcinogen. Right. And, so you know, it's a mixed bag. Sure, they donated to the arts or something like well, it's, that. It's yeah. Rockefeller syndrome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I killed yeah. a bunch of yeah. people in Ludlow, but <laughs> you know, here's a picture. You know. <laughs> Here's yeah. a pretty picture. Yeah. Here's a Picasso. <laughs> Look exactly. over here. Exactly. And, and, and we really have to ask ourselves: uh, Do we want democracy from the corporations or democracy by the people? Exactly. So, and, and yeah. frankly, well, the, to see whose stamp is on when it says USDA grade. Yeah, check for the political action committees. Check for the lobbyists. Check for the think tanks. <laughs> check right. to see where the money trail goes. The only yeah. reason I read the Wall Street Journal at all, or as I call it, SWJ or WSJ. <laughs> I mean, that's what they put on there now. It's like, what? WSJ. Fucking hip now. WSJ. WTF. Yeah. Yeah. WSJ has been helpful at times to put together where the money trail goes. And right. Honestly, you will find all the political actions I surrounding that. Fair.org does a good job. The Sunlight yes. uh, Group, they do a lot of good job uh, pointing yeah. out where these people are from and, and what they're what mm-hmm. their organization is about and it's a daunting task it is and yeah. and it's something that i i don't feel like i should require of myself but i think it's something that we should all be pushing for and and trying to uncover as we're as we're absolutely being well, lied to at the very least try <laughs> to be aware media. of it yeah be aware yeah. that that person who's telling yeah. you that this is a really good idea <laughs> might be making a ton of money off the yeah, back. Yeah, it's a believe it's a, good a man idea. behind it. Yes. Please try to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, it might be more similar to that vacuum cleaner salesman than you thought. <laughs> right. Now, I watched a couple of movies. I actually watched a few movies, but a couple stood out uh, when re- researching think tanks. They didn't really get into think tanks that much, but they did cover other related issues, I thought, very well. Okay. One of the movies is called The Corporation. This is a 2003 uh, movie. Yes, very good film. And the other one is a Michael Moore movie uh, called Capitalism, A Love Story. From, also a very good From 2009. Yeah, I mean, I, and, I mean love, be, or hate, love or hate Michael Moore, yeah. he can do good documentaries when he wants to. He, he yeah. can't. He sometimes injects himself a little too much into oh, the very often satire. So, do that, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. If, if, if you're not really opposed to that, you can get a lot of good information out yeah. of his documentaries. Yeah. But, Sometimes I find it a little grating, but you know, yeah, the information's out there. Just start digging it up, and it's amazing. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, I unless you have any closing thoughts on think tanks, I, all I would say is let us know what you think about it, or if you've seen some interesting documentaries, or your thoughts on it. Or if you have a better definition of libertarianism, <laughs> please. please let us know at feedback at tankright.com. Because we, we haven't got enough emails it, about what a defines a libertarian. <laughs> yeah, I, think, yeah. I think our entire <laughs> audience is libertarian. I think so, too. And <laughs> just like us. <laughs> we don't understand them. We just don't know what a libertarian <laughs> means. And I think they don't either. I think no oh, one knows what yeah. that means. <laughs> well, yeah. And just it's, and a lot of the battles of these think tanks comes down to... Uh, how we distribute our wealth. Yes. And, and you have or to remember, don't. <laughs> right. You have to remember there's the collective wealth, yes. uh, which is your national parks, our interstate highway system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's our personal wealth. And quite frankly, your personal wealth doesn't do you any good unless you got a whole lot of collective collective wealth as well. Right. And, and I think that's that's where the debate goes is how much collective wealth should we have? And I think if you really look down to it, a lot of collective wealth is a lot of wealth. I mean, why not? Yes. Be yes. Wealthy as a whole, wealthy as a country. That's right. Yeah. That's right. This, Socialist. This, this, oh. this, this insane. <laughs> 
I agree completely. Libraries are socialism. Libraries. This library is some sort of socialist plot. Yeah, it's collective wealth. All I got to say is that I agree completely, Tor. I think it really comes down to just, you know, trying to curb or, I mean, this this idea that the government regulation is completely and utterly evil when, in fact, it's probably the one bulwark against economic collapse or BP oil spills or yeah. anything else you can possibly mention or, or the fact that yes, let's just by all means keep on warming the planet as much as humanly <laughs> possible. And then just see what happens. See what happens. And then of course, like the Koch brothers say in the Smithsonian Institute, this is how man evolves. He changes, he adapts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're okay. actually trying to say it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, it's a good thing. Yeah. So really, if you, if you live on like, you know, the surface of Venus, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So Welcome it's like, to Tatooine. <laughs> so they're, they're basically saying global warming. No, not true. But if it is, it's good. <laughs> not global warming, global change. Global change. Changing. Yeah. Change. We can all get global behind. Global change is good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, should we move on to mailbag? Quick trip to the mailbag? Yeah. Mailbag. 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 I would like to thank uh, Paul Picorni for sending us Citizen X. We just received it, and it will be making the rounds. Yeah. Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. He's Serial nice. killer <laughs> film. <laughs> this will be interesting. Thank you so much. Yep, and we received a, a couple of cards, a Christmas card and a well, thank you card. A Festivus card from uh, Kate and Mike, uh, Kate Weiss and Michael Duncan, which we very much appreciate. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, and, that was uh, really cool. Happy uh, Festivus. Uh, a thank you card from, uh, looks like Ruth, Caven, Rook, and Amy, or Andy. Oh my God! It's dark in the studio. So these are the map makers in Minnesota. Yeah, right. Map map makers. makers. We like map. They're from Stillwater, right? Stillwater. So I got some stories for you. I I only tell one. Uh, Okay. I bailed a couple of people out of jail in Stillwater (laughs) um, because there's a jail there. It's not like a big giant prison. Actually. was this kind of a wild, wild west experience? Yeah, was, yeah. one of those. Where this was it's yeah. all like made out of Adobe. I and... took a horse and I tied a chain, and, and I, I rode the horse real fast, and then God, the I horse barred. died because I kind of broke his neck while we were trying to break the jail. Anyway, uh, I, I I did for public urination. One of my roommates got thrown into Stillwater. Oh come on, we all been there. And, and I was like, I'm in Stillwater prison. You gotta go. You gotta go. And so, and so, Apparently there were outstanding warrants because this person is quite an animal. We actually called him Animal after the Muppets. We all refer to him as Animal because he's done some of the stupidest thing I've I've ever seen a human do. One time, he couldn't find a scraper to do his windshield, yeah. so he got a hammer out. <laughs> Wow. And he decided to try to tap the ice <laughs> off his windshield Damn. to clear the windshield. And and so when I came out, we, we were all watching him. Like, we all had our faces in the window watching him. Oh, my God, he's actually doing it. And uh, and at a certain point, it went kapoosh. <laughs> Oh, and sure. the whole windshield shattered Oops. out, except for a little bit. Of, there was a hole. All the ice stayed there, and the windshield <laughs> shattered into you know specific windshield pieces and chunked onto the driver's seat and the passenger wow. seat. So he had this little hole of where the hammer hit. Nice. It was it was awesome. 
That is great. And he lit his he lit his gloves on fire by trying to dry them in the oven. So anyway, <laughs> I had to go to Stillwater to bail Animal out of jail. Okay. And that was pretty awesome. So that's really my only experience with Stillwater. But hey, thank you, Matt Makers. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. That's a good one. Um, we also got an email from Jay who had some good ideas about our uh, our novels episode. And then he said that everyone loves origin stories. How about giving the fans a little insight into the creation of Tank Riot during a future episode? Yeah, yeah. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain and all that. Not asking for full bios or anything. Just curious what launched you guys into taking on this project and what you anticipated when you got started. Well, it, it, it's funny he should ask that because... Yeah. Um... <laughs> Oh, fame. Yeah, fame. <laughs> yeah. The chicks. Uh, yeah. You know. yeah. Um, chicks dig me podcasting. I, I, actually, I've, I've done a little research since our, our last show. Into this whole tank and, ride. And, <laughs> who are these guys? Yeah. No, you know, you think you, you're th- policymakers. You think clearly. you know someone. <laughs> you think you know someone. But then you find out some stuff and you start to wonder. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. right. So, I don't know. Um. It was actually Barack Obama, I think, toured Wisconsin, and he mentioned something about Sputnik landing in Wisconsin. This is true. So, you know, of course, I'm right on Google. And then I started putting two and two together, connecting the dots here. And anyway, what happened, uh, the Kerbal Sputnik 1, or as also known as Sputnik 4 in the West, Crashed on uh, North A Street in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Yes, that's right. In uh, the northern United States, and uh, this was in September fifth, nineteen sixty-two. It's beep, beep, beep. Yes. Beep. <laughs> yes. Now, but but the thing is, the, the Sputnik four. It was launched in uh, May fifteenth, uh, nineteen sixty. Right. And uh, the official line is, you know, of course, the official line, yeah, like that's true, is that it had a, <laughs> uh, a dummy cosmonaut in it and some test equipment, mm-hmm. and they were testing the, uh, you know, the spacecraft to get ready for Yuri Gagarin's uh, first man flight spa- uh, flight into space. There was some retro rockets that misfired and it got through out of orbit and took another, you know, another two years before it actually came down to Earth. But it, it, they it, they did have some uh, a lot of like life sustaining equipment in it uh, that could um, maintain a life form for a, a longer period of time. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and so. It, it, it's pretty obvious, and, and a lot of people believe that there wasn't a dummy on, on Sputnik 4, that there was actually someone in there. This relates to the lost cosmonauts uh, <laughs> theory, which there's apparently people are pretty sure that there was quite a few cosmonauts uh, shot into space before Yuri Gagarin, and, uh, well, they didn't make it back to Earth. But I, I do believe in yes. this case, the cosmonauts, uh, the, the passenger on Sputnik 4 did make it back to Earth. He's seated with here, us here today. That's right. Your arrival on <laughs> this arrival planet. Here the, in Scotty Nation. Right. So the Sputnik really did originate in uh, Soviet Russia. <laughs> and as an infant, he was placed on Sputnik 4. <laughs> By my father and mother, Jorel and Because Laura. they thought yeah. the planet was going to be destroyed <laughs> imminently. <laughs> By Stalin. <laughs> and uh, and, and, oh and so he was launched into space, and he landed in Wisconsin. 
That's right. Manitowoc. Manitowoc. And, and he Jeez. was uh, adopted by his uh, parents. <laughs> And, on a farm, and, and, you know, uh, on never, a farm. Yeah, I, I don't really look at you like when you get right down to it. Yeah, on a farm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then of course uh, he does wear glasses often but, yeah. when he's not. And that would when my powers develop. <laughs> and that explains why they gave him the name Sputnik. <laughs> so it was written I mean, on all his clothes. It's gotta be, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Calvin Klein. <laughs> what are you calling me Calvin Klein for? <laughs> you know that movie is so 80s. Those references now will make I know, like, no, no sense like, what, to anybody. What are you talking about? <laughs> we should have a little recap at the end. And today in Tank Riot, we reference Back to the Future, <laughs> yes. a film starring Michael J. Fox. We should have a bibliography. <laughs> we, should, we should footnote. <laughs> Yeah, well, that would require work. Yeah, <laughs> way too much. We'd have to make a crystal that we could put in the. We had to let a lot of our staff go. To... <laughs> yeah, that's right. The little green crystal. It references everything that we talk about. So that, there's your there's your origin story. Your origin story. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> well, good job, Tor. I, it, I'll give you that it, one. It's all about research. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It is. Research and policy. Policy, right. <laughs> and the jing. We're making a lot of jing lot off of this jing. episode. That's right. We're not beholden to anybody. Well, a couple. Yeah, if yeah. you have a really great idea for the most creative name for an American policy institute, I'd love to hear it. Like the Center for Creative Happiness Society. <laughs> you know, or something that is as innocuous as the Center for American Progress or Heritage Foundation. The or... Center for More Money for Me. The only one yeah. that it comes to mind is the Douchery Institute, and it just <laughs> only referred to it as the DI. The DI. <laughs> you know, so everyone's like, today the DI has is, is, is issued another statement. Special report from the DI. <laughs> Reagan was only a good lifeguard. Have you heard about this? This guy was a cocksucker. <laughs> today from the DI. What a dick! <laughs> the, the dick report from the DI. <laughs> I knew a guy named Richard Head. <laughs> oh, see that's just awful. Yeah, I felt really bad oh, for him. Okay, okay. Actually, <laughs> um, I had a history professor in uh, undergrad whose name was Richard Face. <laughs> no, I, I, I wish I would make it. He was a great guy and he was a great professor. But yeah. oh my god, I had a roommate really? in college that had a professor named Richard Witt. <laughs> So, you expect those guys to be in prison, you know, because they killed five people yeah, by the time they even graduated. Yeah, high like school. Like, boy named Sue. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> boy named Sue. The, uh, you know, what were the parents thinking? Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, think it through. I mean, I understand, like, if you're in the 60s and you called your kids, like, you know, Moonbeam and River and yeah. shit like yeah, that. Yeah, we get that. But Princess I mean, Rainbow. Grace, that makes sense, Grace though. Pearl. <laughs> Yeah, Moon Unit. Yeah, Moon Unit. I mean, I get that. Hey, but Moon Unit's awesome. That's moon good. Unit is kind of awesome. <laughs> oh, I totally got Valley Girl on my iPod. <laughs> <laughs> Dweezil would be hard to live with. Yeah, Dweezil. I don't know. Do they just roll a die or something yeah. to figure that one out? Sounds like Weasel. <laughs> we took a bunch of Scrabble letters and threw them on the floor, <laughs> yeah, and then we came up with Dweezil. Hey, and kept it too. Which we is, kept it. I mean, they both kind of kept it, which <laughs> yeah. is kind of well, okay. Well, we promise next episode will not be American centric. No, no, we're going. No more Packers. No, geez. no more oh, America. No, but we're not going to tell Come you. Come on, what I it's like the Packers. 
Hey, who can? World champions. They can't win the World Super Bowl. Champions. Okay, no one else plays this particular Super brand Bowl. of football. I know. But <laughs> now they're going to win at soccer. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean football. <laughs> yeah. You Thirteen NFL championships, Title more Town. than any other team. Title Town. Yes, Title Town. Green Bay was winning isn't everything. Where your winning isn't the everything. only thing. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, there's like a Vince Lombardi story coming out. Too, they which... got to make a Vince Lombardi oh. movie. That yeah. Well, fun. isn't there like some play in New York City on Broadway or something? With Probably, but Vince I've been and... focusing on the Spider Man. The you know the sixty-five oh, yeah. million dollars. <laughs> he's breaking his arm. <laughs> guy's falling from the ceiling or something. Yeah. <laughs> Oh jeez, there's a great idea. That's you know, and it somehow thing. involves Bono too. Oh oh yeah. I think they did the music or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not no. lining up to go to that, but no, no, yeah. I'll, I'll probably walk right past that one on Broadway briskly. The Viking Princess. Yeah. And if we I do go, go, we're going to wear our tank helmets. Though. The community college <laughs> performance of Little Shop of Horrors. Oh neat. MATC put it on. She's a giant, giant fan of not only the Frank Oz movie, mm-hmm. but the songs, the play, sure. everything, and great! It was a good production. The movie's still hands down. Oh yeah, her favorite, and yeah. as well, it should be Henson production because they did all the puppetry as well for the oh, movie. Oh yeah, so cool. I mean, this this keeps coming up. I, I wanted to have her talk about it because she's such a fan. But all right, great musical. She'll right. come on maybe in an upcoming episode. And okay, tell us we'll about do. her perspective. All right. Good evening. This was Tank Riot. I am John Connor. Just <laughs> <laughs> waiting for that. You can't. Yeah, I know. I just. Oh, did you? Did you watch? Did you guys watch the Golden Globes and see like what a drunken ass Christian Bale made out of himself? No. Oh my God! What a. John Connor. Oh, good for you.